Welcome back. This is Terry Jordan Adams of Sued by the Debt Collector. It's great to see you here again. Thank you so much. Hey, you know what? I have got something to tell you. Oh my gosh. Well, let me just start out this way. I encountered a real life Karen, live and living color. And I'm just going to start off with telling you this. This Karen tried to get me arrested. <laughs> Kid you not. Thank you for joining us here at Sued by the Deck Collector. I know it's been a minute. I've been working on some things behind the scene and I'm ready to gear up and get started and we can get back to business. So now let's talk about this Karen. Okay, so as um, many of you know, I um, drive Lyft. Um, it helps to fund um, sued by the deck collector. I get to meet people and um, well, I've been driving Lyft oops, for a very long time. So anyway, 18,000 rides later, I had an altercation. Um, I let me okay, let me just tell you the story. So one day I was um, dropping off um, a couple at the dealership and um, she had left her purse inside and she called she said, hey, hey, you know, can, um, can you come back? I left my purse inside. I said, no problem. I'm still in the parking lot. Come on and get your purse. So she came and got her purse. And in the meantime, Lyft had stuck a, um, another rider in my queue. So my passenger, she retrieved her purse and, you know, I pulled out of the parking lot. No, no, no. I didn't pull out of the parking lot yet. I got a phone call and um, it was my next passenger and she was just so rude and so nasty. She was like, are you coming or not? <laughs> I'm like, yes, I'll be there in just a minute. I just let my passengers out of the car. So um, I hung up with her. She texted me. My phone is dying. Okay, I was three minutes up the street. So I get there and um, she gets in the car and um, I confirmed her name and she said, yeah, that's me. Um, in the interest, you know how I am. I, I try to protect people's identity all the time. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna call her Karen. That's not her real name, but we know how Karens are. Anyway, so she gets in the car and she says to me, um, I just don't understand what was taking so long for them to get out of the car. If it's going to take you 15 minutes, then just say that. I was like, okay, here we go. Now, mind you, when I first got there, she had her hands on her hips and she had a scowl on her face that could cut me like a knife. I was like, oh gosh. So anyway, I tell her, I said, okay, first off, until I get to any passenger, my time is my own. I don't get paid until I pick you up. And um, I, I then told her, I said, look, and as far as your phone goes, you might want to keep it charged. You know, these phones are little computers. They die quickly. And when you need a call for a lift, you just better have some juice so that somebody can get to you. You can't make it their responsibility. Anyway, so then she says to me, well, are you trying to prove a point? And I said, uh, absolutely, I'm trying to prove a point. 
Anyway, fast forward, we're having words going back and forth on this three minute ride up the street. And um, she's like, oh my gosh, I've never, I can't believe you're talking to me this way. And I said to her, I said, you know what? The reason why you're having a hard time with this conversation is because I'm giving you back what you're giving me. Okay, um, I am scrappy, I'm sorry. I don't allow anybody to be disrespectful towards me. I don't allow anybody to talk down to me. I don't allow anybody else's, you know, day to take over, you know, what I've got going on. I know who I am. And I'm a person of integrity. I'm a person, you know, that, you know, I'll right or wrong if I wrong, you know. So I'm sorry, but I don't let people disrespect me, especially in my vehicle. Anyway, so we get down, uh, fast forward again, we get down to her destination where I drop her off and um, it's, it's at a bar. And um, so she's saying all kinds of racial slurs to me. Um, she, you know, talking about my hair and um, I'm a typical angry black woman. And I'm like, what do you know about typical? I, look, she gets out of the car this is the interesting part. She gets out of the car on the right-hand side, back here, um, passenger side, and all she had to do was get out and walk straight to get into the building where I was dropping her off. Here's what happened. She walks around the car to the driver's side, and there was a, store, a storage unit. The parking lot was really small. There's a storage unit here um, small storage unit and there was only enough room for me to open my door okay so she walks around the car instead of going into her destination she disarms herself she puts her purse down she puts her pizza box down and she starts approaching my window I'm like oh my gosh we're about to have a problem my window was down so I didn't want her to like sucker punch me through the window. So I get out of the car. And then she charges at me. Well, as I explained to Lyft, I have a right to protect myself. Okay. Um, we actually had a physical altercation. That's when we started fighting. Now, where I dropped her off, there, it, was, it was a bar. A little teeny tiny parking lot was a bar. And the guys inside, they heard commotion. They saw us yelling and screaming. And um, they came out. Well, I'm like, you know what? I'm not in for all this drama. I'm like, I'm out of here. And um, she sits down next to one of the guys trying to get him to co-sign for her and get her get him or on her side and um I'm like I'm out I'm out so what I heard him say okay so as I'm getting it I'm I get in the car I start to drive away she kicks my car and the guy says to her I didn't see what happened before but what i did see is you assault her car and then she starts screaming call the police call the police oh my god she's crazy call the police i'm like what 
Are you, are you kidding me? Are you playing the victim? Oh my God. Call the police. Call the police. I'm like, okay. So um, there was about three guys. Um, one she was sitting next to and one was hanging out on the wall. And then the, I'm like, I'm, I'm leaving. So the one guy walks behind my car and he takes my license plate. And he's like, you know what? You might as well stay because the police are on their way. I'm like, you know what? And now I have to stay because if I leave the scene, it's going to look like I fled. And I'm like, fine. Turn. The, I park the car, turn the car off. The police get, get there. It's a woman. And she's like, so what's going on? You know, we're going, you know, we're going back and forth. And then finally, I just shut up and I let her talk. So she says what she's going to say. And then I, um, then she asked me what's going on. And I said, you know what? I am so done with this. And so the police officer's like, you're done with this? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, you're done with this? I said, yeah. And then um, she asked the Karen, are you done with this too? And Karen says, yes, I'm done. So the, the cop says, okay, fine. You guys go your separate ways. I'm like, you don't have to tell me twice. Deuces, I am out. Well, I'm... I go and get in my car, and what happens? Karen decides that she's going to, instead of going into the building, like she said, she comes around to my side of the car again, and she's antagonizing me. I'm like, this one right here. Anyway, so I'm like, you want more? I'm like, you want more? <sighs> so the cop hears her comes flying around and it's like get out of here you keep walking Gina she's like yelling and screaming at her I'm like you know this is just so ridiculous I can't even believe that you know people have this much energy <laughs> well fast forward again once I leave um, I contacted Lyft you know first I unpaired her so that I'd never get her again and then I, I lived up the street so I went home I gave a report of what happened that was on a Friday, okay? I'm telling you the, the whole story so you can get this. Um, and then I'm gonna tie this back to being sued by the debt collector, trust me. So just stay to the end, hang in on this. So anyway, I gave the report and I'm like, I have a right to you know, protect myself and you know. So I, I tell um, Lyft, I told them the whole story. And um, that's on a Friday. I knew that they were gonna eventually suspend me because they have to do an investigation. I get it. Well, on Sunday afternoon around 3.30, they suspended me. And her report said that I got out of the car to punch her in the face. Come on, you guys. Come on. I didn't get out of the car to punch her in her face. However, I can neither confirm or deny whether she's been punched in the face. What I can tell you is that her charging at me didn't turn out well for her. Okay. Well, fast forward. I said, oh, okay. So, you know, Lyft is, they're sending me emails and they're saying, we need you to respond to this email. We need to hear from you, blah, blah, blah. So I said, okay, that's fine. So I went back to the bar. I took some pictures. Okay. Um, the reason why I took the pictures is because I needed them as I was explaining what was going on. 
I needed to paint the picture of what really happened. So I took pictures of the entrance. I took pictures of where she got out. I took pictures of the storage unit and, you know, everything. And then I made diagrams to show them, you know, kind of a map of how things happen. Well, um, I am emailing them. She's, she's a liar. That is not what happened. This is, let me tell you what happened in detail. And so I break everything down in detail and I tell them, you know, I'm a 55 year old black woman, um, fighting with somebody that's 20 years younger than me. And I'm dealing with all kinds of racial slurs and being called all kinds of itches and, you know, whatnot. And then was being, was charged at by this person who disarmed themselves. That let me know what her intentions were. She was coming for me. Again, you guys, I am scrappy, but let me tell you something. I've had to fight for everything, everything in my life. And if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. And we know being a person of color, um, a lot of times things don't work in our favor. So I wasn't looking forward to the police coming because she was a white woman and she was being extra and she, she was the aggressor and all of that. But if I had left the scene, I was the black woman that had fled. I was going to be in trouble. So I had to stay. You know, I had to, I had to represent myself. Anyway, longer story short, Liv had me reactivated before I was awake the next morning and I get up at five o'clock. Okay. I kept re receiving emails from them, um, apologizing to me, letting me know that the initial email was not meant to be accusatory and they just had to follow up and I shouldn't have to go through anything like this. And, you know, they were basically apologizing and, and they understood what happened. And then you know, they said, you know, we are fully aware that some people do file false reports. So they were fully aware of that. And uh, after painting the picture and seeing and you know, me giving the detail, telling what happened with the cops and the cops didn't take our names, the cops didn't take a report, they didn't do anything. But this Karen thought as a white woman, she could set me up for a fall. Okay, so now let's talk about um, how this relates to being sued by a debt collector. Okay. Um, like this Karen, these debt collectors that um, are suing you or calling you, they intend to make you to be out. Make, I can't even talk. They intend to make you out to be the bad guy. Okay. They want you to believe that you're the bad guy in the middle of this circumstance, okay? And um, they will try to do everything unethically possible under the sun to manipulate the situation, okay? So let's take, for instance, you've got, you know, life happened to you, okay? Whatever happened to you, you've, you've got medical bills, you know my story, I ended up in a car accident, um, life happened. You know, some people facing eviction, you know, 
then you have to make a choice of, you know, you have to prioritize what you need to do to survive. Sometimes that happens. Okay. But that does not make you a bad person. That doesn't mean that you're even irresponsible. All it means is that life happened to you and you have to recover. Okay. But here's the thing. Like this Karen, debt collectors want you to believe that you're, you're worthless. Okay. They want you to believe that um, you're, you're a deadbeat. They want you guilt-ridden. They want you to feel bad about yourself. Okay. They want to tell you who you are. They try to intimidate you, you know, into believing the things that they tell you. Well, Karen, she had an opinion of me. In that three-minute ride, she doesn't even know me, okay? She, she even called me ghetto. Guess what? I'm from Connecticut, not from the ghetto. And my question is, does she even really know what ghetto is? Or was she just trying to push my buttons and get me to react or get me to do something? Like the debt collector. They filed a lawsuit. They're pushing your buttons. They're making certain claims in their lawsuit. Okay? They're trying to intimidate you. They're bullying you like the Karen. Trying to get you to feel some type of way about yourself. But I say it I say this to you again, if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. Okay, so what I'm going to suggest, first and foremost, is we're done with Karen right now. Okay, we're going back to, back to business. When you're being sued by a de debt collector, first and foremost, take inventory of who you are. You could be hardworking. You could be a, a, a family member, wife, husband, daughter, you know, mother, whatever that is. Um, you could be taking care of your parents. You may have gotten to a car accident or you may have had some medical bills. You could have lost your job. You could have had COVID. Could have been a whole bunch of things that have, have caused your life to change. Does that make you a terrible person? I think not. That just means life happened. Okay, so take inventory of who you are and don't allow the, the intimidation of these debt collectors to persuade you from who you are. Because if you believe their hype about you, you're gonna fall for anything okay and they'll use that against you to defraud you using the court system because you're gonna feel guilty ab about not um, utilizing your checks and your balances by not um, auditing your processes <laughs> a dog just ran into my car I'm at the park um, Anyway, so I just want to, I wanted to share this with you. Um, this Karen in real life, it transfers over to the behavior of that of the debt collector. Okay. This is Terry Jordan Adams of Sued by the Debt Collector. Make sure you visit me at suedbythedebtcollector.com. Oh.
can't forget, I have an ebook that's coming. I already have a course for you guys. So if you're pressed for time um, and you've been sued by the debt collector and you need to know what to do next, make sure go to the website suedbythedebtcollector.com and enroll in the course. I've given you a step-by-step. -step. I've given you everything you need so that you can avoid a default judgment so you don't get your wages garnished and they don't take your bank account or do liens on your property and stay tuned I am working for an ebook um, that will give you um, possibly an alternative to the course it's by no means gonna give you what the course offers but it's gonna give you a really good place to start you're gonna have to do more of the research and the homework on your own but um, it's going to be really helpful. Anyway, this is Terry Jordan Adams of Sued by the Debt Collector, and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for coming back. Love you guys. We'll see you soon. Take care.